So if I can um, have a title for this message, it will be prepared for the journey. Amen. So I need you to uh, shout out, um, I'm prepared for the journey. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, I am prepared for the journey. Amen. Amen. The Lord has given us everything we will ever need for this journey at birth. And when I say birth, I'm talking about when you became a born again believer, the Lord has placed within us what we need. Hallelujah. Some of us are praying and asking the Lord um, to please uh, show more love towards us or to uh to give us more money or give us more material um, or we're, we're asking God for more power or, you know, we're asking the Lord to give us more self-control, more godliness or, Lord, give us the, the ability to persevere and, uh, to, and then we ask and, you know, we're making all of these requests forgetting that it is already within us. Amen. It's already in our reach, the very things that we're asking and requesting God for. Amen. Charles Stanley puts it this way. He said, God has given us all of the Holy Spirit at the time we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. We will need to grow up, however, before we will manifest certain traits, spiritual qualities, and spiritual fruit in our lives as spiritually, as spiritually mature individuals. He went on to say that the grace of God at work in our lives unfolds to us as we are able to experience it. All of God's gifts and are deposited into our spiritual account. Amen. But as we grow in Christ, we have the ability to access the riches of his glory. Amen. So it's just like a pregnancy um, when a woman um, is uh, experiencing uh, conception how, you know, that seed is planted and there, there needs to be some nourishment that takes place and, um, you know, she carries for a certain period of time and once she gives birth, that child is born. Um, there comes a time where that child is able to um, uh, speak, um, say different things. Um, then it gets to the point where he can uh, 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 start walking and, you know, just start doing different things and that's how it is with, with our walk with the Lord. There comes, you know, uh, we don't, you know, get born again and just uh, just automatically start operating in all the gifts or uh, we don't just get born again and we're able to just uh, make a drastic change. You know, that, that it, it takes time and there's a process um, on which we are able to um, tap into some of the things that God has for us. Amen. Amen. So Second Peter, chapter one. Uh, we're going to go back up. Amen. And uh, we see here Peter is addressing those who have a faith of equal standing and was showing them that all believers share equal privileges before God. So in verse 1, um, he talked about, he said to them, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. Amen. So he was basically saying there were no big I's and little U's. Sometimes we think that the pastor has all the answers or we think that um, we need... Um, you know, to go to the priest to confess our sins or, you know, not in the, uh, the Christian, not in our faith, but in other denominations, they uphold um, pastors and priests, preachers. And, you know, and, and we sometimes think that they're closer to God than we are. But Peter, but Peter was basically saying, you know, we are all equal and, and nobody has a closer uh, uh, or a better chance of reaching God than, you know, 
than, than you do. So we all are equal and we're all, we all have rights to go to the kingdom of God, amen, to go to the Lord um, and, and get an answer. And nobody's bigger than the next person, amen. So in verse 2, he says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. So he didn't say grace and peace is added unto you. He said grace and peace is multiplied unto you. Amen. So that, that, that just simply says that, um, you know, the Lord is constantly showing his grace towards us. He's constantly making ways for us loving on us even when we feel like we don't deserve it even when we feel like we're not worthy it's it's most multiplied to you so even with your peace in the time of your storm it's multiplied unto you and sometimes we can't understand how we can have so much peace in the time of turmoil where we just feel like everything is falling apart but yet God gives us peace. I know there's times in my life where I feel like, or I would say, if I ever go through this, or if I ever go through that, I don't know how I would get through. And yes, we know that we can say, oh, I'm going to trust God, but it, 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 it's something different when you go through it, you know? So like the peace is multiplied unto you. Know that you have access to a multiplied peace. Know that you have access to a multiplied uh, 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 grace that no matter what you do, his grace is always available. You know, sometimes we stray away from the Lord or we stray away from the word. Amen. And we're, we're too shameful to come back to God, but his grace is multiplied to you so you can come to him. Amen. Just as you are asking him to give you strength um, or to, to, to help you with the very thing that you struggle with. Amen. So in verse three, it reads, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So everything pertaining to life and godliness. So, it, you know, no matter what it is, the Lord is concerned about our lives. Amen. No matter what it is, he said, anything pertaining to life. Amen. Anything that's pertaining to life and living a godly life. He has given us that access. Amen. Amen. And he will lead us. He will guide us. He will not forsake us. Amen. He's always there with us. Amen. Verse 4, it says, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Look at your neighbor and say, he has promises for us. Amen. So that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. So because we have Christ within us, as he, as he has promised, we will become increasingly like Christ-like. Amen? So uh, uh, let's stop trying to uh, do things in our own strength and stop trying to um, make ourselves Christ-like. And we need to realize that as we spend time with the Lord and as he begins to work on us and, and because he lives on the inside of us, we will become Christ-like. Amen. Amen. So on this journey, it, uh, let's go to uh, five, verse five. It says, now for this very reason also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence, knowledge. So on this journey, we sometimes seek knowledge of man instead of tapping into the word of God and allowing the Lord to lead us 
and to guide us and to speak to us. Amen. But, you know, it's easier sometimes to go to your best friend or to go to your mother or to go to your father to get knowledge. Amen. But I believe here that God has given us the knowledge that we need when we became born again. Amen. And sometimes we don't realize that, but we have to get into the word of God that was given to us a long time ago. And that's where we can get our knowledge. And the Lord will begin to uh, speak to us through the word. Amen. And knowledge is, uh, is, is practical wisdom. And, and it should be obtained by dedicating ourselves to learning God's truth in the scriptures and putting that truth into action. Amen. Then he, he talked about self-control. That, that, that comes with the package. Amen. Some of us have no self-control whatsoever. Or I'm not going to say we don't have it. We're just not tapping into the self-control that was given to us. Amen. Amen. So when I, when I think of someone who, who, who lacked uh, self-control, I think of David, um, how he watched the woman, um, well, when, when the army went out and he decided to stay back and he was bored, uh, he, he looked across the rooftop and saw the woman bathing and he sent for her and, uh, and, and, and did what he was not supposed to do. Amen. He had no self-control. He just got out of control and allowed himself to just yield. Amen. And um, that, that's an example of one who did not have, who did not use the self-control that God has given him. Amen. So when you use what's already given to you from the Holy Spirit, you will be able to master your emotions rather than being controlled by them. Amen. I don't want to be controlled by my but I want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the scripture speaks of perseverance. So a person who exercises self-control will not easily succumb to discouragement or the temptation to quit. There is no quitting with the Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no quitting with the Lord. There's no quitting with the Lord. When the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you, you just can't quit. You might feel like you want to throw in the towel. You might feel like this is the end. But when the Spirit is living on the inside of you, he does not let you quit. Amen. So I encourage you, do not be discouraged because what the Lord has put on the inside of you is going to be enough for you to get through. The only thing is you have to feed the Spirit of God. Sometimes we feed the wrong spirit and we feed the Spirit of God the wrong things. Amen. So I encourage you to feed that Spirit of God that's within you and you'll be able to persevere. You'll be able to push on. You'll be able to um, access that self-control. You'll be able to do what the Lord is calling you to do on this journey. Amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes you might feel like you want to give up, but when the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, you can't give up. And if you do give up, it's only for a little while. Because the Spirit knows what to do to get your attention and to get you back on track. Amen. Amen. So verse 7 and 8, it says, And in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. So godliness, in this verse, Peter is using the word to speak of the need of Christians to be continually aware of God's presence. Amen. We ought to be aware of God's presence. 
godliness. Amen. And we know that no matter what, when you know that the Lord is with you, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter what you go through, when you know that the Lord is with you, you feel like you can do it. Amen. You feel like you can make it. You feel like you're not going to be cast down because you know that the Lord is with you and that makes all the difference there are people in the world that do not have a relationship with the Lord and they they, they feel alone they feel like they're by their by uh, their selves but we know differently we know that that the word says that he's with us always amen he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us he's always there so being aware, constantly aware of knowing that the Lord is with you helps you to, to, to have a hope and to have faith to believe that whatever you're going through is going to get better. Amen. And, and you also hope and know that, that all things work together for the good to them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And then um, Peter mentioned love. So referring to God's kind of love, uh, you first have to experience God's love. And so for order for you to even receive Christ, you first had to understand that he loved you to die for you. Amen. And so once you are experiencing God's love, um, you'll be able to love your neighbor. Amen. And, uh, and I remember uh, just reading a couple days ago just how Jesus had an encounter with a religious expert. And a religious expert wanted to know what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus said to him, well, Jesus asked him, well, what does the law say? And the man, uh, the religious expert told him, love God with my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. And, uh, and, and, and to also love my neighbor as myself. Amen. So that's what we, that's what we need to do. Hallelujah. The love is already within you. You have to learn how to tap into that um, as you walk on this journey. There are going to be people. There are going to be people that are hard to love. Amen. There are going to be people that are hard to love, and we sometimes say, "Well, I I just can't do it. I I I just I'm not going to speak to that person. I'm going to stay away from that person." But you're not loving that person if you're avoiding that person. Amen. Tap into the love that the Lord has already given you. Stop asking God to give me more love. Give, it's inside of you. Amen. And the more time you spend with the Lord, you start to look like the Lord. Amen. You start to be more Christ-like because you're feeding your spirit. You're feeding that spirit, the spirit of God. So if you're wondering why you can't love or you're wondering why you don't have self-control or you're wondering why you're not persevering, it's because you're feeding that seed that is that that was planting on the inside of you with the wrong stuff feed the spirit of god hallelujah with the things of god amen so uh verse nine it says for he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted it having forgotten his purification from his former sins so the lack of fruitfulness i mean fruit i'm sorry fruitfulness in a believer's life may be caused by two factors blindness or short-sighted look at your neighbor and say are you blinded or short-sighted hopefully you're neither one of them amen so blindness is closing 
his spiritual eyes to the truth, forgetting he was cleansed from his old sin. So if you're trying to figure out why is there no fruit in my life, it could be that you have closed your spiritual eyes to the truth and you have forgot that the Lord has washed you. Sometimes we forget about where the Lord has brought us from. Amen. And, and we're no longer motiva- motivated to go out and reach out to others to tell them about the gospel or to love on others because we have forgotten where we've came from. We've, we've forgotten that the Lord had to clean us up. Hallelujah. We were, we were a, a complete mess. I know for myself, I was a complete mess and still a mess, but I thank God for him cleaning me. And I, and I remind myself, listen, uh, when I see someone who's in the shoes that I used to be in, I remind myself, I used to be there too. So therefore, I'm motivated to reach out to them and let them know there is another way. You don't have to stay bound. You don't have to stay stuck. I'm going to love on you with the love that God has given me, but I'm going to encourage you to come out. And therefore, when, you know, when I do that, there is fruit from that. Amen. There is fruit. I may not see it right away, but later on, I see it. I had a young, um, when I, I think I was like 17, 18, um, we were doing street evangelism, and I remember talking to this young man who was selling drugs, and, you know, he, he seemed intrigued with what I had to say. And um, he, at first, I didn't think he would be receptive, but as we were talking, he was receptive. So then, like, years later, he came to me and said, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. I want to fellowship with you. And I was just blown away. I was blessed because when you go out, and trust and believe that the Lord is with you and that he's given you access to the blessings and, and to everything that you need and the Holy Spirit dwells within you, you're able to reach the world. Amen? And I was so excited to hear his testimony, but I was able to see fruit because I remember where I once was and I wanted that young man to know you do not have to be bound. Amen? Amen. And so the two factors are blindness and then short-sighted. Short-sighted means a person is one who looks only at earthly and material values. What is close at hand and does not see the eternal spiritual realities. Amen. So you could be short-sighted when all you're focused on is getting you a house or getting you a car and materialistic things. And you're only focused on here and now, but you're not focused on the eternal spiritual realities. If you're in that spot, you um, as well can experience no fruit. Amen. So think about that. You know, think about where you are. Hopefully you're not in either one of the places. But if you are, know that you have to um, get out of that mindset and start thinking about what the Lord has done for you, reflecting on how he has uh, changed your life and how he has uh, redeemed you. Amen. And, and, and start focusing on the future. Start focusing on your, uh, the end of your journey, your destiny, which is to be in glory with him. Amen. So the last verses, it says, therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as, as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. 
So entrance, our entrance into glory will be abundantly. So, so Peter distinguishes between a just barely made it entrance into the eternal kingdom and a richly abundant one. Amen. The breakdown reads fruitful and faithful living on earth will be rewarded by greater privileges and rewards and glory. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to just make it in. I don't want to just barely make it in. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to get to, I, 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 you know, and there are people that are willing to settle for just making it in. Amen. But I want to experience heaven on earth and I want to get to glory and experience the crowns and the rewards that he has in store for me. Amen. I, I, I don't want to just make it in. Um, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, it says, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. Amen. So I, I, I want to receive all that the Lord has in store for me. I want to live a fruitful life. Amen. I want to be faithful unto the Lord. And I know that as I'm um, on my journey, I'm prepared for whatever it is that I need to do. Amen. I need to be able to reach those who are in the streets. I need to be able to reach those who are in the church. I need to be able to reach those who I work with, who I fellowship with. Mary, you, you can come up now. I need to be able to uh, be an encouragement to others because when I get to glory, amen, I want to hear well done, amen. I do not want to hear depart from me, I do not know you, amen. I, 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 I refuse to let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy because he's been doing it too long in some of our lives and I, I want to be all that God has called me to be, amen. So if I feed the seed, the spirit that's within me, I'll be able to tap into all the things that he has in store for me so that I'll be able to continue on this journey. I do not need to lack anything because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. Amen. I do not want to just make it in. Amen. So, so remember, the Lord has placed within us a seed and as we allow the lord to nurture the seed we will grow amen peter is teaching us that the grace of god in christ truly transforms and empowers us to live righteously even in the face of opposition we're able to do so the the indwelling holy spirit which characterizes us as partakers of the divine nature produces virtuous qualities and followers of Christ and in which oh my God which in turns results in fruitful lives amen so we are prepared for this journey whatever it is that you need it's within you it's in your reach it's in your reach. If you're lacking self-control, it's within you. If you're lacking perseverance, it's within you. Whatever it is that you need is within you. God cares about our lives, even the small things. I mean, he knows the, the, how many hairs is in our head. He knows the number. 
Amen. So if he knows that, he knows what you're going through and he's able to bring you out. Amen. So stop begging God to do things that you can do on your own. He has given us access to the kingdom. The kingdom of God. We are kingdom citizens. And so therefore, we can access so many things. A lot of things we don't even have to pray for. We can speak it into existence because he's given us the authority and the power to do so. Amen. So because of us being prepared for the journey, at the end of the journey, when we have reached our destination, we'll be able to bask in his presence and in his glory. But meantime, I want to receive all that the Lord has for me, and I hope you feel the same way, and that you would just uh, uh, receive all that he has for you, but that you would uh, bear fruit while here on earth. And I want to receive my crown. You will receive your crown. Amen. If you continue, persevere, have that self-control, access that love, that godly love, that agape love. Amen. You'll be able to see the fruit and reach your destiny and be glad and receive the abundance. So you can receive abundant life here on earth and receive abundant blessings when you get to glory. Amen. Amen. So at this time, if you need prayer, if you feel like you're, you're lacking self-control or you're lacking um, the ability or you just feel like you just can't push on any longer, you feel like you can't love your neighbor. You feel like you can't love your enemy. Amen. You can come up now for prayer. Um, if none of this is speaking to you, that's okay. You can come up for prayer as well. Amen. Can we all stand to our feet? Hallelujah. 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 No matter what it feels like, you are prepared for the journey. Hallelujah. No matter how it feels, no matter what it looks like, you are prepared for the journey. Hallelujah. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being so good to us. We thank you, Lord, for being faithful. We thank you for your grace. And we don't feel like we deserve it, but we thank you for it. God, we love you. We want more of you. Lord God, we just ask that you would teach us how to access the blessings you have in store for us. Teach us how to tap into that self-control that's on the inside of us, Lord. We know, God, that sometimes we have to go through some things to experience your promises. We know, God, that some of your promises are unconditional. And then there are some promises that are conditional. 
God, but we want all of the promises that you have uh, uh, in store for us, oh Lord. So Lord God, we ask God that, that, that we would stop forgetting about where we came from. Stop forgetting about how you had to clean us up. Oh God, we ask God that we will no longer walk in blindness. Oh God, that we will not walk in short-sightedness. Oh God, that we will be able to realize that our life is not built on the things we obtain on this earth. God, but we need to put our focus and our hope on eternal, eternal things, oh God. We thank you for your grace, that amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. God, we thank you that we did not get what we deserved. Oh God, we worship you. We praise you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Our soul says amen. You are dismissed, but if you need prayer, you can come up and, and get prayer. Or